This is a Media 8 production. This podcast may have explicit themes and swearing and may not be suitable for children. I had this little shit of a teacher and I was going, I don't need to study, so I'm going to be, I'm going to play for England. And he goes, you will become nothing, Edmondson. And ding, recorded in my mind, I'll never, never forget it. There's a couple of instances where they're really down because they think schooling systems that go forward. I'm a teacher, I know everything, I'm powerful. And I, yeah, I just had different ideas. I was off with the bloody planets. The world is full of amazing people. And once a week, I get the opportunity to interview one of them. My name is Brett McCallum, and this is Awesome Human. I'm very excited today. We've got an awesome human in the studio who, as a professional rugby league player in the English Super League for St. Helens, he signed at the age of 17 and he played with that club until 2005 before leaving to play in Australia for the Sydney City Roosters, boo, in the NRL. This bloke was involved in multiple Super League, World Cup championships and Challenge Cup victories, earning his place in the English Rugby League history. He played alongside some of Britain's greatest players, Sculthorpe, Long, Cunningham, New Love, Joint, Martin, Wellens. He's also represented the England in the national team and toured South Africa, Tonga, Fiji and Australia in 2001-2002. He was selected for the England team again in 2005 but unfortunately had to pull out due to have soldier, shoulder corrective surgery. After retirement from professional rugby league, he completed five years of sports psychology studies and set up his own sports psychology mental training business. He resides now on the sunny Gold Coast. Oh, hang on. He may not for much longer, but he does at the moment. He's a peak performance coach with some of the world's greatest athletes. We're going to touch on that today as well. He trains the minds of some of Australia's greats in UFC, NRL and AFL and travels the world assisting these athletes in competition. His name is Mark Edmondson. Mark, how are you, buddy? Good day. I'm awesome. Thank Mate, you. Mate, we met, I don't know if you remember, about, oh, I'm going to say a year ago, maybe nine months, maybe a bit longer, with a, a mate of mine and a mate of yours, uh, Mitchell Van Tongren yep. from Squad Sports. Yep. No, no free ads on here, but we'll throw one out to Mitch. Um, and, mate, we uh, we had lunch together. We had a bit of a chat at the time. We are talking about doing some stuff with the Titans yeah. and we are talking about a whole pile of stuff back then. And, mate, since then I've been following you on uh, social media and been chatting backwards and forwards and stuff. And, wow, is all I can say at the moment, yeah. mate. Your uh, your life, from what uh, I can see, is pretty fucking awesome. It's been a crazy journey. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a crazy journey and there's actually not too many people that believe me. It's just in normal conversation. Mate, so that's what we're going to get to the bottom of. What I like to do on Awesome Humans is something a little bit different. And I want to I want to learn about you as a bloke, how you grew up, where we went to school, all that sort of stuff. And then we're going to touch on some of the stuff you're doing now. So mm. um, it's a bit of a ride, but at the same time, we'll go off on tangents. We'll do lots yeah. of different stuff. But Looks- the whole idea is this is all about you, okay? Oh, yeah, so which, which, is, which is a good thing. Let's yeah. talk about it. So, mate, what's your first ever memory? How far back first can you go? First ever memory of anything. anything. Jesus, How far back can never, you go? Never been asked that before. There you go. First ever in memory. I wouldn't have a clue. Go on, think about it. I wouldn't have a clue. How far back can you go? Need to do some hypnosis. <laughs> then, we'll, then we'll find probably 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 breastfeeding. <laughs> breastfeeding. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I could have went a lot of places. <laughs> I, actually, I didn't. I actually, my mum took a picture of me in, in my nappy in yeah. a part of the house, and I actually remember that photograph. So yeah, probably about. One or two, something like wow. that. Yeah, yeah, because most people are sort of three or four, maybe up around that yeah. five age. But then when you sit here and think about it, you think, oh shit, actually, yeah. that pops in your head, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's that's a good one. I remember when I was three and I was standing on the wall out the front of the house in a Hulk <coughs> outfit, and there's a photo of it somewhere. But I was three at the time, and and that sort of going back a long way. But sitting in the corner in a nappy, right? There you go. Yeah, well done. So you were born in England, obviously with your accent, we can hear that. Yes. Um, where in where in where in the great. English nation are you from? So I'm, I'm, I'm from the north. Okay. So uh, one hour away from Manchester. So Manchester's the big, yep. the big hub. Um, and you head up towards Scotland. So I'm near Hadrian's Wall where the Romans built the wall oh, across um, yeah. the whole of England to keep the picks out, which were the Scottish crazy people. <laughs> yeah. Still and, are, but let's yeah, not go there. I'm very close to there and this beautiful place called the Lake District, which is beautiful very famous. Part of, beautiful part um, of the world. And I'm on a seaside little town. What's um, it called? It's called Morecambe Bay. Morecambe Bay. Bay. So there's um, a little village next to that, and that's where my mum lives, and that's yeah. where I still? live. Yep, she still lives there. Wow. So, and that's called Hesham Village. Hesham uh, Village. Very famous in history. Uh, the Vikings, 
all over the place. We're going to talk about Vikings a bit later. I am a Viking. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I so you were, you were born and bred there? Born and bred. In the Hesham village um, or your Morecambe Bay? At the, the local city next to Morecambe Bay is Lancaster. Very famous yep. um, castle there. Um, you know, hundreds of years ago, the, the Queen used to, well, she still owns it, but um, that was the north. That was the castle of the north. Um all the dealings with everyone. Lancaster. That was the base, Lancaster City, very famous. There we go. Hmm. So, school, where'd you go to school? Morecambe High. Morecambe, what about Morecambe primary High. and stuff like uh, that? Primary, little St. Peter's Village School up on a little hill. Do you remember that? Yeah, very. Uh, that's where my um, athletic talent was um, seen. Seen. As yeah. a young kid, yeah? Yeah. How we, old do you reckon? Um, so, I was 10. Going on 11 when you leave primary school. Yep. And um, you get an event at the end of the year in the summer um, and it's you do all the different sports you, you can within one day. So okay. it would be... Like at uh, the Cathlon. Yeah, it was yeah, something yeah. like that. And I, I won this thing. It's called the Victor Ladorum. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's a Roman name for the greatest um, athlete of the school. There you go. And I just surprisingly won it and I thought, oh. And did you know you had a talent back then? Or you just no. was just a kid that could do shit? No, well, we had a forest where I live and a beach and I'd just be off, you know, when I was a kid, I'd just be <laughs> Running and climbing and, climbing and adventuring yeah, yeah. around. But um, that, w- that was the first moment in my life when I was like, oh, I'm good at something. And so what, so what, do you remember that? Was that running? Was it jumping? 100%. My mum's still got the little ribbons. Really? Above the door in the, in the house. Because you, <laughs> you, you, you get these ribbons yeah, every... the first, second, whatever, yeah, yeah. First, 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 first. <laughs> She's got them up and uh, I don't know where their little trophy is, but um, I remember it really well, yeah. Wow. And then, so from there you went to high school? Yep, went to Morecambe and um, did all the sports, um, but I fell in love with rugby straight away. So were you at school, were you a nerd, were you a jock, were you a bloke that got on with everyone? What sort of kid were you? Got on with everyone, loose as a goose. Yeah. Party hate, boy? Hated school. Well, um... I, I got a, a lovely mentor at school who took me under his wing. Um, I was, yeah, I was too busy training before school, training, <laughs> training my lunch hour, yeah. training after school, playing two games a week. I had no, no. Remember his name? Yeah, it's called Mister Armistead. Mister Armistead. I've, I've talked to him before on videos and stuff. And yeah, he said thank you, but he was a good mentor because I, I never had my dad's not in my life. Well, uh-huh. um, so he was, yeah, he was a nice mentor. Never forget him. And what time? Um, so was he a young bloke or an older bloke? Yeah, fit PE teacher. Um, played for England universities or something, so he was decent. And rugby? Rugby, rugby. Yeah, yeah, rugby union it was. Okay. Uh, so I didn't play rugby league as a junior. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he just supported me and set me up. That's it great, isn't it? Yeah. yeah and I'm going to touch on shit that you may not want to talk about and stuff. Oh, and So obviously you, you said your dad wasn't his part of your life. Yeah. Um, was that from a baby or was that later? No. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, my dad was in and out of jail. Okay. Mo- most of my life. Yep. So, so mum was a single mum pretty much? Yeah, yeah. I'd be just visiting him behind the glass windows. Yeah. How was that as a kid? Um, because. That's what you did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm from a, from a neighbourhood that, you know, there's, there's lots of opportunities to go the wrong way. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and he just got in the wrong... Well, he was one of nine. Um, father died young. So imagine that. Yeah. Mum looking after nine kids, can't control them. And yeah. he, he just got in the wrong um, in the wrong crowd. circles. Yeah. And there's a lot of places I, I know, and I'm not sort of putting a, a um, broad brush over the north of England, mm. but there are a lot of opportunities to go the wrong way. And obviously yeah. that's something you went the other way. Um, if, if I didn't have rugby, I would have got knows where I'd be. And that's the thing I find. It's really interesting. Even in Australia, I think all around the world is like you've got opportunities. Like if there's a sport opportunity yep. and you take it, Yep. Then you seem, well, most of them seem yeah. to go on that straight in there, and obviously yeah. you build a business out of that now, yeah. which is a good thing. We'll touch on that later. Yep. But um, yeah, I, I find that so. So if Dad's gone that way and you've gone the other way, you, it's got to be a good thing, doesn't it? Yeah, it was. My dad was motivation for me never to be like my dad. Yeah. So um, yeah, just fighting things, you know, just got yourself in big trouble. And I was always, you know, people would say to my mom, "He's going to end up like his dad," yeah. and I'd be like. Not me, Never. not me. I've mm. um, got a great relationship with my dad now. Um, wonderful. Little, old, oh, little old man, calm. Yeah. Right. And are you a single child? you got brothers, sisters? I've got halfies. So halfies, yeah. So my mum was married at 16. Yeah. Two kids by the time she was 18. And were you one of those? No. Nope. Okay. So we've got brother Ian. Yep. He's got seven kids. Seven. My, my <laughs> I know how to breed up north, don't they? They do. My sister, <laughs> she's got five. Yeah. And then 
So they were about 14, 15 when I was born. So, okay. so my mum divorced, spent a long time single, met my dad, had a little bit of a fling, yeah. fell pregnant with me. Them two were leaving, so I was like a single child, but they were my brother and sister, yeah, yeah. Um, to a different dad. And then later on in life, my, my dad had another baby with someone else. So oh, really? I've got a younger sister called Jodie, and she's got five kids as well. Wow. Yeah. There we go. Yes, and, and you've got a child? Yep, so I've got one. Yep. Um, girl, boy. Girl, Mia. Mia, how old's Mia now? Mia is turning 11 um, in October. 11. Yeah. Oh, that's a great age for kids, girl. isn't it? She was born in Manchester. Oh, was she? Well, you won't hold I, that again. I've got that one in there. <laughs> Got to be born in England. <laughs> but it's funny, two of my kids are born in England. Right. So we, we did 10 years in England and uh, two are born in England and, right. and the other two are born here. And uh, it's really interesting. My eldest daughter, she's Australian as. Yeah. My youngest daughter, who was only there for probably 18 months, um, is England as. Right. So any sport, she goes for England, she goes right. for Australia. It's, it's, it's wonderful it to see. Well, I'm reminding my daughter all the time, just, just remember where you were born. You're English. <laughs> Is she you know? blue or red if she's in Manchester? She doesn't know about anything about anything okay. apart from bloody Star Stable, playing on the computer on horse games. That's all she knows. Star Stable? What's it's, that? Oh, it's this incredible invention. You have to pay for like, you, you get a horse for free. Yeah. Then you get teased because other people on there are interactive and they've got ah, beautiful horses. Better horse. And then it's, Dad, can I buy a brush <laughs> to do the hair? Dad, you can get a makeover. We're talking like massive amounts of money. Yeah, I, I, I think I had sixteen payments quite in one day because she's been naughty. Mm. This game, this game must have every kid in the world, and <laughs> they're just getting rich as amazing. But yeah, I did. You ever think? Just look at this now. You ever think you'd be sitting on a podcast talking about Star Stable? stable. Yeah, that's a pro- you, that's a promotion. And I'm passionate about exactly. it. Exactly. And how your daughter is spending all your money yeah. getting grooming tools for yeah, a horse. For a horse. That's what dads do. <laughs> oh, do mate, I love it. But don't you love it, though? Yeah. I know you get mad at them because they yeah. spend it all, but then you just love it. I'm it- like, do you know that your dad used to play for England? And she's like, don't give a shit. Just doesn't. So? Doesn't. So? so what? I'm like, you know, I pick you up in a Porsche at school, don't you? And everyone's looking. So. <laughs> Okay, about nothing. Oh, but that's a good good way to be, mate. Yep. See, she's actually Australian. She's not. I like it. Yeah, it's good. So you you left school. Did you go through all the way to the end, or did you leave early? So um, I was telling everyone when I started getting good at rugby. So I'd, I'd get selected for like Queen's rugby or league, rugby union, rugby union. Okay. Yep. So I played rugby union from eleven till I was seventeen. Yep. <coughs> and um, and that's in the local village, like in Morecambe, or is that yeah, Lancaster, or? Um, well, I played for Lancashire as well. Okay. And then got trials for England, yeah. schoolboys and clubs. Um, I, I was always travelling. So I'd play for a club, which was local, my school, um, and we'd play the neighbouring... Neighbouring towns. Towns, yep. whatever. And um, believe it or not, when I played for Lancashire, that's where um, Johnny Wil- well, Johnny Wilkinson didn't, but it was, it was our age. Mike Tyndall, who's married to yep. royalty now, I used to play against him. I used to play with... Um, Stephen Borthwick, um, he's captain England Rugby Union. He's the assistant coach of England now. Um, he's a champion. Uh, he's been a coach of the British Lions. Um, my, my two mates, uh, my best mates, the Sanderson brothers, they're the coach of Saracens. They played for England multiple times. And are they all from this, from all, the north? All from, all from my little area. We all yeah. played together. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, I was rugby union um, and I said, by the time I leave school, I will be a professional. So you left school um, in year 12 or year 10 or where'd you leave school? Um, the last, I stayed on for one extra year because uh-huh. I hadn't made my dream come true. So okay. I was like, right, stay at school. <laughs> and, um, 36 years old, I'm still at school. But yeah, I'm going to no, yeah, do yeah. it. So you're uh, 17 then, obviously. Yep, so 17, teacher comes walking in the classroom. I thought I'd done something wrong. Mark, can, <laughs> Again. I, have, can I have a word? And I'm like, oh God, what's this going to be about? And he says, there's a phone call. Um, it's rugby. I went, oh. So I went in his office and... I'll never forget it. Um, the guy on the phone, he says, um, hi, Mark, we've been watching you, and we're from St. Helens. Now, here's a funny bit. So I've idolised Wiggins St. Helens for yeah. years. Like, I'm totally, um, I'm leaving rugby union in my mind. I'm just so what like, year I, are we in? Uh, 1997. Okay, 97. So um, it was the Wigan era, you yeah. know, and, and St. Helens were just starting to come into it. And um, he goes, oh, we're from St. Helens. Now, rugby union in St. Helens is terrible. Okay. Right? And I'm like, oh, God, fucking St. Helens. <laughs> and um, he's like, we'd like you to come down for a trial. And I, I paused for a second. I said, look, I really appreciate the call. I said, but the, the, the local team that I play in, is, it's the same. So there's no point in me traveling an hour to St. Helens for this trial. And he laughed. And uh, I was like, you all right? And he goes, 
you do know who we are, don't you, Mark? And I went, yes, Liverpool, St. Helens. And he goes, no, we're St. Helens Rugby League. And I went, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm there. Oh, shit. Right. Tell me. And He's thinking this cocky little 17-year-old yeah, doesn't want to troll with us. I knew what I wanted, and it wasn't Rugby Union. And, um, yeah, that was it. I went down, played three games, didn't have an effing clue about anything. So you'd never played league? Never played league in my okay. life. So I just ran, smashed everything that moved. And What um, position did you play in the trolls? They put me at prop forward. So I was prop? A, so you're a big kid? No, not really. Just no, nuts. Just strong, just, tough. Just chuck him in, you know. Um, <laughs> Sink or swim? I was bigger then um, than I am now. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I played flanker, so it's quite a tough position at yeah, Rugby yeah. Union. So rugby league. But I'd watched. I'd watched how they play, but wow, actually when I got in and started to play, I'm like, wow, this game is... Because you, you look at rugby league and think it's not um, tactical. It's yeah. not, you know, it, it's simple. It's not. It's not. It's complete opposite to that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's um, I had three trials. I scored three tries. And, you know, I was playing against the Leeds Rhinos. They were the, they were the champions of the academy. Yeah. And I just rock up. Don't even know who they are. Don't even care. And I scored two tries. <laughs> so my mum uh, got ushered down under the stand and a man says, oh, we're going to meet you backstage, take you into the office. And they signed me for like four years, I think it was. Do you remember how big the contract was? Um, it was five grand. Five grand. Five grand for the season. And back then, you're sitting there going, I've made it. I'm a yeah. professional rugby yeah. league player. Yeah, that's, when it, good that's that? when it really started. But was, then, that, was that one of the best days of your life, do you think? One of the best days of my life. And you still yeah. remember that now? 100%. Yeah. I remember the contract. I was biting my nails. My mum was next to me. And this guy was saying, are you sure you want to do this? She's signing, you know, I, I'm just like, sign it. Sign it. I want to be a part of this. I just wanted the kit. Yeah, yeah. And then I got the kit, um, walked around my town, and then I just started telling everyone. Like, yeah. Yeah, everyone doubted me. Oh, mate, good on you. Yeah, my, my, it's all about the merch, though, isn't it? I won't say the name, but one of my best friends at school's dad was very negative, and I'll yeah. never forget his words as well. You're not big enough, strong enough, fast enough, fit enough. You're not from the right area. No one from this school makes it. And yeah, I, I'm tingly. I, I had a few of them. Yep. And I was just like, in my mind, get lost. I mean, it's interesting. My school teachers were like that to me. <coughs> and uh, I've just finished writing a book, and at the start, there's a, there's a dedication to my year. The year I, yeah. I name him and everything. Paul Brilliant. Whiting's his name. Brilliant. And at the end of it, I say, uh, uh, Robbie Williams has got this awesome poem, and, and it's about how um, how his life and everything. And at the end, it says, hey, sir, here I sit in first class. You can kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah, like no, I it. just love it because there's yeah. so many doubters out there, and there's so many people yeah. that try and force this down on people. It's like, fucking give people a crack. Well, I remember, do you know when someone strengthens their statement yes. with deep voice? Yes. It, it logs in your memory. Yeah, for sure. And I had this little shit of a teacher, and I was going, I don't need to study, sir. I'm going to, be, I'm going to play for England. And he goes, you will become nothing, Edmondson. <laughs> and ding, recorded in my mind. I'll yep. never, never forget it. There's a couple of instances where they were really down because they think schooling systems the, oh, yeah. the go forward. I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. I know, I know everything. everything. I'm powerful. <laughs> and I, had, yeah, I just had different ideas. I was off with the bloody planets. Yep. But I was like, done. When you, when you put your mind to something and you close off any other option, it's weird what happens. That's my I just went, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to be a rugby player. Don't know how. Don't know who's going to come and get me, but it's happening. And it bloody did. And it did. So St. Helens, 17-year-old, were you the youngest one there? No, because I went into the academy. Oh, okay, so um, it was the academy. So 17 and 18-year-olds. Yep. So I had another season. So, yeah, I started uh, mid, 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 midway through the first academy season. Mm -hmm. When I went in there, I was just blown away with that, how professional it was. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was just in awe of the place. And, um, God, all, all the emotions and all the training, like, I was crying. I was crying a lot of the time. Yeah. With the realisation of, how can I compete? Yeah. So I, you doubted yourself a lot? Um. That made, I went from, you know, being the guy around Lancashire Rugby Union yep. to, holy shit, I'm not mm -hmm. only going to learn the rules. These guys are massive. They're talented. They're bloody amazing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just head down and got into it, learned as quick as I could. And um, another mentor came into my life, which started me off on the sports psychology. And um, never looked back. Yeah, I've, I've had some crazy ups and downs. Who was your first coach at... Um so there was this guy called Nick Alafihi. Uh, he's a Tongan descent. Okay. Um, big boy? Big boy, yeah. Uh, typical, you know, yeah, yeah, big really Tongan. thick. Um, but he was an insane coach. Like, he just drillers. He was like yeah. a drill sergeant. 
And so he set the standards of discipline and scariness and that was a great start in my career. Um, that's something that's gone now. Eh? That's something that's gone out of the game. Now, yeah. like, there's not that drill sergeant. People are scared. Like, it's yeah. all very soft, lovely, touchy, hugging yeah. the sheds before we go out, yeah. tap each other on that. Well, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it seems to be a lot different now. Yeah. Um, I miss those days. Well, <laughs> he would scare you into brilliance. So, yeah, that's um, what I mean. Um, and what happened within the first season, um, the, the CEO and the, the manager of the club, yep. um, this guy, uh, Hear this anyway. He, he was <laughs> he was favouring his players that he's been with for years. Yeah, yeah. So there was, you know, uh, the club brought some Welsh rugby union players in. Okay. They brought me in, and he wasn't playing me. And so basically, they just signed me for four years. Invested a lot of money yeah, into yeah. me. Well, not a lot of money, but, yeah, but still. you know. And um, one day after a game, um, it put me on for ten minutes. And in that ten minutes, I made breaks, and so uh, I was doing well. Yeah. And the manager and the the academy coach were having a fight and the manager was scary. Like he, he's psych, it just went nuts and everyone's like, oh, what are they fighting over? It was me. Oh, really? He was like, if you don't effing put him on that field. Yeah. And he's like, don't you tell me I'm the coach. And he's like, and that was it. And <laughs> so it turned out it was about me. So I started to get more games. And um, yeah, by the end of that season, um, I got an opportunity to go and play in the reserves. Yeah. And I'm like, I was around superstars. And, what do you um, must be eighteen now? So eighteen, nine, nine. Um, eighteen. Yeah, I was eighteen, yeah. and um, I finished the season winning a, a Challenge Cup for the under uh, under twenties, which yeah. was re- reserve grade for St Helens. The first silverware, and then the following year, um, I got signed full full time with the top team. As in the first grade. Yep. So when was your first grade debut? Do you remember? When I was nineteen. Yep. And um, I played against Salford. Salford, Salford Reds at home or away. Um, uh, away, yeah. yeah. I came off the bench, yeah. and um, I've still got the highlights. And I, I survived. I survived. <laughs> survived. Yeah. And then I got selected after that. I can't. Ellery Hanley was my coach. Okay. The pearl, the black <laughs> pearl. Everyone knows. Is there anyone better? So he he was an amazing coach. Um, he threw me in starting second row against Wigan at the old Central Park, and I'm going holy shit. <laughs> Guess who kicks the ball to me? Andy Andy Farrell off kickoff. Oh, really? Yeah, and I caught Did it. Did you catch it? I caught it. It was coming at me. <laughs> I, Jason Robinson, Andy Farrell, the legends, um, I held my own. Yeah. Yeah, held me own. Um, still didn't know what I was doing. Obviously, the Pearl knew what he was talking about. Yeah, he was, in, yeah, he was brilliant. So, um, yeah, it was, from there, it was just open. And we won the league that year. Well, yeah. we, we won the bloody league every year. Everything. Now, how um, many um, Premier's trophies did you get with those I've guys? got eight. 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 So all different ones. So we've got multiple Challenge Cups. Yep. Which and that's in, in Australia, the NRL equivalent in Australia. The, um, the Super Premier. League is the NRL equivalent. Okay. The Challenge Cup is like a state of origin. Okay. Yep. Um, it's a separate tournament, but it's so famous. Yep. Um, yeah. So we'd, so I've, I've got about two or three Super League rings. Mm-hmm. Um, which is equivalent of a premiership ring here in Australia. Premiership rings. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I've got. Um, Challenge Cup winners medals, and I've played in World Club cha- Challenges as well. So, so who did you play against in the World Club Challenge? Uh, we we beat Brisbane twice. Yeah, um, and we'd lost against Melbourne, and we lost against the Roosters. Um, so I've not played in all of them. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was a part of it all. Part of the team. Yeah. Yeah, and just dropped at the last minute for a couple of Challenge Cups and you know World Club ch- uh, Championships. But I've played. Yeah, I played uh, against the Roosters 2003 at the Reebok Stadium. And they'd won, the NRL killed it, and we'd, yeah. we'd killed it. And we thought, right, we're going to do these. And they absolutely smashed us. <laughs> 44 <laughs> points to four it was. Oh, really? Yeah, and I thought that 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 made me reevaluate who, who the FR do I think yeah. I am. And then a few years later, I'm playing for the Bloody Roosters. Isn't that funny? So back then, though, like in 03, so you're sitting there, you're playing against the best NRL team. So in England, is the NRL seen as the pinnacle? 100%. Yep. And, and how much... Better, if you like, if that's the word, then Super League, do see, people see that? Um, you can get one or two or three of the teams in Super League that have bought well and with foreign players. Do they compete? And they could compete on a weekly basis here. Okay. Um, only a couple of them? Only a couple. Yeah. The rest, absolutely, would get tranced. Um, I've just been back um, for two weeks and I went to watch St. Ellen's play yeah. and, and I left I left about 10 minutes after half time. Oh, really? It's, it's, Wasn't good football. 
you all look small. Uh, the, the, the rugby league over here is the greatest spectacle in the world bar none. And it will never, ever catch up. So saying that, right, because I agree with you. Why are the crowds so low here? Why are things not good here? Is it the way it's advertised, marketed? Could be uh, population size. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to travel a lot. Yep. A lot more in England. It's all in the little north. Yeah, You've got like an hour to every single team. Um, they've been brought up with history of... That's the only thing they look forward to. Yeah. And they've got that rivalry. And You're either soccer or your league, really, in the yeah, North, it's, aren't you? It's, yeah. a, it's a very... Um, we were all... Back in the day, in England, it was a lot of forest apart from when the Romans came. But they're so proud of who they are in each little village. They've yep. all got different accents. They've all got different history. Yeah. And they stick to it because that's all they got. And that's where, you know, someone... Never, Tribalism, isn't it? It's very tribal, yeah. So mm. Manchester United, for the locals... Manchester City, that's their life. They have nothing yep. out of work all all week. Go to the footy. Go to the footy, and that's their happiness. You know what I mean? So they that's their identity. So who's your football soccer team? Um, or you don't? I, I, I like Liverpool. I, I was really happy when Manchester City stopped being shit and got some money. And uh, <laughs> Makes and, a difference, and, doesn't it? And to see them score that winning goal many yeah. years ago, the last second and win the league, um, that was nice. But um, I've just got nothing for there's nothing for nothing it. for soccer now. What about other sports? Have you have you gone to AFL since you've been in Australia? Um, yeah, I've I've worked with uh, some of the St Kilda players, mm-hmm. and one of one of my players, Maverick Weller, in, um, specifically. Um, I used to watch all his games. He, he flies me over. He, he gets me tickets to the Suns games here, and I like it. You like it? Um, but I am obsessed with UFC Ultimate Fight, Ultimate Fighting Championships. The UFC. Yeah, Ronda Rousey. Well, she's a wrestler now. But yeah. Um, yeah. Who, who's the best UFC fighter you've ever seen? Met or seen? Oh, seen. Um, Let's go seen. John Jones, undefeated, yeah. but just a, a main, well, just got. Unbelievable athlete. Yep. Oh, this has just gone off. Did we pull a thing? Oh, yeah, got it. I'm You're back. Right? I'm back in the room. <laughs> um, yeah, um, John Jones. Uh, there's too many. There's too many. I, I love all of them. Conor McGregor's doing some amazing stuff. Um, I a, love him. I'm a massive Conor fan. Yeah. Darren, yeah. Darren Till's a Liverpoolian lad. He's coming through the ranks now. Yep. He's fighting for a championship. Um, I was there when Ronda Rousey got beat, dethroned Danny in Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. Maverick, listen, killed the play, flew me over. It was a great punch that she got nailed with, wasn't it? And then he kicked, she kicked her from behind yeah. when she couldn't see it. All out. Yeah, boom. Konskis. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, I've... Uh, what is it about UFC that you're obsessed with? Um, is it the aggression brute, or is it the brute, skill? Or brutality. Is it the... Oh, it's everything. Brutality. I love just bashing the <laughs> shit out of people. Um, Have you jumped in the ring? Um, well, I, I I was a training partner for the UFC fighters. Okay. So I was travelling all over the world. I'm yeah. inside, I'm wrestling. I've got a background in wrestling, judo. I've, done, I've dabbled in all of it. Does that come from, from the league? Yeah, I did cry before I even played rugby. Uh, during when, when we were training, we'd do catch-as-catch-can wrestling, which is submission wrestling in, in Wigan. Yep. A uh, little old man, 60, 70-year-old, smashing us everywhere and <laughs> killing us. And um, Yeah, it was just part of our training, but to, I was born to fight. Um, when I was training these athletes, UFC guys, yep. you know, I, I'm their training partner. I'm corner man, travelling everywhere, and it's like, I, I could have done this, no problem, but... I'm broken. I retired because I broke both shoulders. Yep. Bulging just in my neck. Yeah. Hardly any cartilage left in my lower spine. Um, so I just had to calm my passion. Probably not a good idea to get in the ring. Not a good idea. But now, you know, I've I've yeah, I've been doing jujitsu, mixed martial arts for yeah, maybe the last five, six years. Wow. Uh, so yeah. let's go back to the football career. So, you, so you, that's all right. We're going to go off on lots of tangents. Mm. So, so we, we, what year did we finish with St. Helens? And why did so, we finish with St. Helens? Um, so my lovely reign with all them trophies, all that experience, um, I really cemented my sort of legacy with the club going into like 2005. Is the second rower still? Second row props. Uh, at the time, okay. I was the fastest prop in the world. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was the second row, but they put me in the prop. Yeah, yeah. And um, if you ever see my highlight reel... I'm scoring tries from 40, 50 metres out on backs. Can't even no, get I don't see that anymore. You don't see that anymore. <laughs> um, so I'm really starting to come into um, yeah. my my certainty about everything. There was no more. I didn't have any, like, I was turning up to games confident. Yep. Uh, for many years playing for St. Helens, it was all based off fear. I, I didn't want to lose what I'd got. And yeah. it was a very scary time because you play one bad game, you're gone. You're out, yeah. So, um yeah, I got to a stage where I was really starting. I, I would have loved to play for another five more years without confidence. Who knows where I'd have gone. But I'd already played for England and um, won all the championships. But when did you get picked for England? 
Uh, got picked for England 2001, 2002, 2000... Do you remember that phone call? Yeah, I remember the letter. Uh, well, what I, was the letter, was it? Uh, yeah, I got the letter. That, the first time I got in England, that was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, we toured South Africa with all the legends. That's... How does that work? Do you trial for that or they just send you a letter and say, congratulations, you're part of the England team? They, um, they mix it up. So um, this was England under 21s, yep. so they trialled. Um, yeah, we... We had like all the best selects from all the teams and we'd meet at this ground and we'd just play like four different halves, mm -hmm. mixing everyone around. And yeah, I got the letter. That was the first time. But then when I went to South Africa, I, I got an, an award for player of the tour. Awesome. And the players that are on that team were the superstars to this day. Really? Yeah. And so that was nice. And then after that, then you don't trial. So um, when it's top England... Yep. Um, you just selected by what they've seen and watched it all year. So, so you, you played for the England first grade team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what um, what year was that? Uh, two thousand two. So I, I got selected. Went on a, a tour. We went mm -hmm. to New Zealand, Australia, Fiji. Oh, two. Who would you have played against in Australia <coughs> then? Back then, we d I didn't play against Australia. We just okay. we just you toured here. Yeah, at Narrabeen, I think it was. Yep. Um, we stayed there for like ten days to prepare. Okay. And we played two tests against Fiji and one against Tonga. How'd you go against those boys? Because they're some big nuts. Those yeah, heads. yeah, yeah. We beat them. We oh, beat really? them. But you pass the ball and you switch off, and then 10 minutes later, you get hit <laughs> by the biggest head in the yeah, world. Yeah. <laughs> Solid Just concrete. Coming at you from everywhere. <laughs> no, it was good. And that then, would have been good fun, though. It was. Uh, well, it was my first um, experience of 100, 100 degrees, like yeah. 40, 50 degrees. And there was no grass on the field. It was just mud. Yeah. It was rock solid. And we'd come out like with burns everywhere. We were sunburned. Oh, it was a tough experience. Because you were very English then. So you were very yes, pale. Yes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so after you did all that, and yep. obviously you're at your peak of your game. Yep. Did you get offered to come to Australia? Did you think, I'm going to come to Australia? How did that happen? <clears throat> um, a new coach, Danielle Anderson, uh, came to St. Ellen's. Yep. And put me on the bench. Yeah, he, uh, he coached the Canterbury Bulldogs, I believe, back oh, in the day. Yeah, and Parramatta. And Parramatta, yep. Um, James Graham, who's now a superstar, yeah, mm -hmm. he favoured James Graham, so started James Graham. But I was I was in my element then. Yeah, I was always starting. I was scoring these tries, and I I had a little chat with myself, and I, and I I kept on getting put on the bench, so it really pissed me off. Fair play, I mean, look at James Graham now. Yeah, he goes all right. Um, I just went. Um, well, I can take this two ways: going to sulk or. If he puts me on for 10 minutes, I've got to be so exceptional that he, he can never deny me again. So we're playing in a quarterfinal against Wigan. And he's got me on the bench all the first half, didn't go on. There's like 10, 15 minutes gone in the in the second half, and I'm thinking, you mother. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you. Yeah. So I got on the field with 25 minutes left, right? And Jamie Lyon burst through. Right player, killer. May, hey? Yeah. Um, Legend he, Manly player. To throw I knew, early. right? Jamie either goes on an overs line. If the centre stays off him, um, he'll go himself. Yep. If the centre comes in on him, he puts the winger through, right down the sideline, or he steps back on the inside looking for an offload. And it, the ball went past me, and I knew it was going to Jamie. And I just thought, right, I'm just going to push up the middle. And Jamie came to me, bang, and all I had to do was finish. And I scored three tries against Wigan. In the 25 minutes. In the 25 minutes. <laughs> and um, a scout from Australia. Hey, Daniel Anderson, kiss yeah, my ass. Yeah. And then the next game, yep. I, I played against Wigan the week later and I scored a try and I threw the ball. In other words, looking at him like, yeah. have, have that. <laughs> so uh, there was an Australian selector. Um, they were looking for a prop to replace Nathan Kalis or someone like yep. that or whatever at the Roosters um, to team up with Morley. And they the saw a prop forward scoring three tries. And nice. so uh, I got a phone call in my back garden. Lovely summer's afternoon. Can I, mate? This is blah, blah, blah from Sydney Roosters. And I went, fuck off. Put, can you swear on it? <laughs> yeah, you can do whatever you so like. I, I put the phone down. Yeah. I thought it was like Jimmy Lyon or some of the yeah. Aussie boys taking the piss out of me. And then it rang back and then it said plus six one. So I'm like, wow, this is from Australia. Yeah. And I'm like, are you serious? And he goes, deadly serious. You got 24 hours. Um, I, I rang my mom. Holy shit. Got 24 hours to do what? Make a decision Make a or decision. get out of here? Make a decision. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm like, <laughs> I, I was really happy. With, I, I've got a new contract. Just been signed for England. I got told I'm in the in England squad. Yeah. So I had the Tri-Nations to look forward to. Um, I've, I had a couple of houses at the time. Nice sports car. Money's good. <laughs> and I'm really famous and enjoying it. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, oh, 
shit. I can't turn that down. That's the NRL. I'm like, well, do you want to be, do you want to have a call being the best? Do you want to play with Adrian Molly? I'm like, oh shit, I've got to do it, and I'm on. I said, I've got to. So, um, what mum say? She went, go. Yeah, <laughs> she go, go, just go. Like, my mum's always been like that. It's all for my glory. She yeah, just yeah. go, do whatever you want. We'll work everything out later. I signed the contract. Um, and then, bloody three games before the end of the season, I broke my shoulder. So, <sighs> they still allowed me to come. Um, so, uh, yeah, I packed up everything. So you signed the contract for the following year? Signed the contract for the following year. Yep. I had six months break with my shoulder. Rehab, yep. When I came here, um, they rehabbed me back in pre-season. And I made my debut against the Broncos, Brisbane Broncos, at the Aussie Stadium. And we got smashed that night, but wonderful experience. So how long did you spend with the Roosters? Uh, just one season. The season, yeah. Yeah, so I played a handful of games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got over the shoulder injury, and then I had a stress stress fracture in my spine and when I got the MRI the surgeon told the club that he's not playing anymore yeah (laughs) Yeah. bulging discs in my neck yeah no no cartilage in one of my lumbers and two bulging discs and there's a stretch fracture and shoulder issues so not good for a contract renewal (laughs) yeah I got a phone call off Ricky Stewart I'll never forget that day. Yeah. I was begging him, So please. Ricky was your coach back then? Yep, Ricky was the coach. And uh, he got me in the room and he says, oh, mate, we just had your medical report. You, you, you can do what you want. You can you can stay here next year and just hang around and get your money if you want or we'll we'll work some out and ship, ship back ship off. back. That's it, yeah. So I had a little cry and sulk and then I just had to reflect and um, enjoy life. But that's where I'm at. So what did you do? Did you just stay? An Australian girl took her bloody with me, didn't I? Yeah. And that's where we had the baby. So I saw yeah. signed again when I went back for Salford, which I... Re- Even I re- though you were injured? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Didn't tell him much. <laughs> um, and I regret because St. Ellen made me an offer and Wigan and Bradford and I went for the money because I knew what was going to happen. Okay. But... Was that, you had enough? No. Nah, no, nah, I love St. Ellen so much. Should have gone back to St. Ellen. Any Ellen's. regret in your life? Um, or one of the regrets in your life? Yeah, I, I've not got many. No, I was yeah. going to say, you're a pretty positive dude. Yeah. And the thing I like, you come from a little town up north and you're, you're one of these guys, could have gone either way. You could have gone crime like mm-hmm. dad mm-hmm. or you could have gone an athlete like you did. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems like you've got this mental determination and you've got the old, your own self-worth that, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to prove mm. those guys wrong and that yeah. sort of stuff. And that brings me to, so what you do now, obviously you've got your own company now and, and you train some of the, the best athletes in the world. Yep. How the hell did that happen? Same as how the hell did my rugby career happen? Really? So, you just said it was going to, so, so you made it happen? I got this, uh, yeah, I, I got my ex pregnant in England. Mm-hmm. Um, the economy crashed. Um, they eventually found out about my injuries at the club. Yep. So I played, one more, I played about 17 games and got through it. So that was really the end of me. I could never play again. So I, yep. lo- I lost, I started to now go on a journey of we can say awakening because <laughs> uh, this woke me up. Yeah. Right? So uh, just imagine this scenario. So um, my whole life's just been a fairy tale. So yep. I played in the NRL. Great. That was a great experience. Wow. Never forget that. You know, wonderful. Lived in Australia. Wow. Played for England. Won all the championships. I'm ticking all the boxes. I'm thinking, wow. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to look back on my career and, and now start being all sad and lose my shit. Yep. So, I'll never forget, I had to sell my house that I had in Manchester. And um, me and the ex wasn't getting on at that time period for some reason. So we just had our baby, Mia. And um, now my whole career's just gone down, plus the economy, plus I'm losing all my money. She's losing her Great lifestyle. Great time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> and she's losing her lifestyle. Yeah. So she, she'd take one of my cars. She'd go out with my credit card all day. She never worked. And uh, she was very, she was, she was in a period, you know, with the roosters as well. And it was all exciting. But then when, when it got real, she, she was supposed to sign um, citizenship in England. Mm-hmm. And she ripped it up and went, I'm going home. So, Ouch. yeah. So I'm like, oh, what do I do now? Um, so lost my identity, no longer a rugby player. Yep. Never worked in my life. Um, losing my money because of the economy and my props, most of my money was in my houses. Yeah. Um, not got that big wage coming in anymore. Um, yeah, and I've got to sell a house that everyone's trying to rip me off. And um, the more you keep it going, the more mortgage you pay. I had to sell my houses, but I had to sell my cars, my furniture. So basically, I had two suitcases. I made a decision to be with my daughter. Yep. Um, don't know how long our relationship was going to last with with my ex, mm. but I, I needed to be in that baby's life so she knows who her dad is. Yes. That, that's oh, that's. 
I mean, here, that was my decision. Because yeah. I know rugby players that have come over from Australia and they've had babies with English people and gone. Yeah, never to be seen again. So coming back to how did I do my business? Mm. Um, so I had a couple of dark days um, when I got here. Um, how dark did you go? Um, just not wanting to get out of bed. Yep. Um, didn't bother dog, as they call it. Yeah, here. very quiet. Um, didn't want to speak to my ex. Mm. Uh, I just, I'd given up on everything. And, and I couldn't see a way of how I'm going to get back home. Yep. Because it was frightening me that I'm going to have to work. So I was contemplating a lot. I, I think that quiet time was me just... It's like if you've seen the Viking series, every time Ragnar Lofbrok, the, mm. the the king, the king of Norway, every time he was going to invade, he'd go and sit himself up on um on a cliff just on his own with a yep. big bear sheepskin, well bear skin over hey, him, yep. and he'd just he'd plan it all. So I used to get up at like four thirty in the morning, and, and that was beautiful time just on my own. Mm. So I had to go back and think about how did I make as a rugby player, and what 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 did I have? So number one, I had a vision. Right, so I was really clear on, on on what I wanted in the future. So at that time, I didn't have a vision. So a lot of my pondering was what, what possibility. What do I want to be? Yeah. What can I be? Because I, I I can believe I can be anything, but I had to get really specific on what do I want to be? Do I want to be a rugby coach, a personal trainer? Um, there was there was options. So I was pondering a lot, and then eventually. I got it. I um, I used to go to a lot of seminars, read a lot of books because I had to catch up on world sure. stuff. And I learned a lot. And it's funny when when your life depends on it and you're interested in something, you, you, you pick up very quickly. You learn really easy. So <laughs> I went to every seminar, locked myself away. Um, I wrote out a vision. So my vision was this. I'm going to have a wonderful relationship with Mia. She definitely knows who her dad is. She's spot yep. rotten. Um, the relationship with my ex is decent. I eventually left. Yep. Right. Um, I have my own business where I can travel the world, earn money from anywhere. I'm my own boss. I've got my sports car again, my Porsche, because I had to sell my Porsche in yeah. hand. Um, I live on the beach in a resort. I have my daughter at weekends. Um, I've got a successful business. I inspire people. I'm in great shape. I'm very happy. And that was that was 10 years ago. Was when, I, when I didn't have it, I had nothing. So I had to go and be a personal trainer to save enough money and pay bills. Mm. That was the quickest and easiest thing. Yep. And it worked. Um, I created my own business with with that money. So I ABN, tax file number, business name, website. And and I started my little journey. I started contacting schools because I, I had a vision of becoming a peak performance coach, a speaker, yep. an entrepreneur. And um, slowly but surely, that vision came true. Um, I've got my own hypnosis products for athletes and people are changing their lives. Like Is it Edmonton Dynamics? Is that right? Yeah. Um, I now, Team Edmondson. I now call it Team Edmondson. Yep. But Edmondson Dynamics can have so many little pieces on it. So I've got audio products, I've got T-shirts, um, I'm a speaker, um, I'm a coach. Um, yeah, God knows, I can just attach. So, yeah. yeah, so I created the business, created products, and all of a sudden, you know, that belief I had as a rugby player started playing out. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the best in the world at this. So Tony Robbins, this guru, this coach out there, yeah. I was like, I'm going to be the sport version of that in the entire world. So the last few years I've, I've been living that wonderful life. So 15 hours a week earning ridiculous money yep. sometimes and coaching and, and everything's exciting. But recently I've had to re-evaluate re, re my vision because I'm already in it now. Yeah. So it's like, what's next? And I prayed for something worldly. I need that challenge. I need to be in the limelight. Not the limelight. I need to be, I need that thrill. Mm-hmm. So I've been relaxing and enjoying life in Australia. It's been great, but now it's time to go. And now the dreams come true and I'm I'm going to England next six weeks and don't know when I'm coming back. And can you tell us what you're going to do there? He's contemplating. <laughs> you're going to be involved in a sporting team. We can say that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. As, as what role? Um, I'm the peak performance coach for one of the greatest teams in the world. And they're based in London. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and so the dreams come true. The dreams come true. Yep. Yep. So I prayed, visualized. When you say um, prayed, you were a religious man? No, or do you ask the universe? No, uh, the universe. Yeah. No, yeah that's I, I I'm not lo- religious at all. I have no. lots of conversations with something. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People may say I'm crazy, but um, no, I, um, my audio is about the law of attraction, about hypnosis, yep. about um, intention. Like I, I had that intention when I was a kid. It was so powerful and I've never forgot it. And this is what I teach people. You still got it now. Still got it now. It's coming. Signed the contract. I prayed. For, uh, I asked for it many times. I felt. I felt I was already there, and they called me. 
I didn't. I don't call anyone. They call me. So something's working now. I've got the butterflies yeah. in my stomach. Where holy shit, I'm going to be challenged on the world level. Um, I do see a vision. Of, You're back to that 17 year old kid. Just signed your contract. You're sitting there going, oh, shit, what do I do now? Yep, and that's always been. (laughs) But isn't that awesome? Yeah. Isn't that like the best feeling in the world? Mm. Because you know you can do it. You know you're good at it. You know you're the best in the world at Mm. it. But now you can go, I can fucking prove that. And I can show these all these doubters still. Because no matter what you've done, no matter how good you get, no matter how pinnacle you are, how confident you are, there's still people out there trying to chop you down. Yeah. It's all poppy syndrome, especially in this country, is insane. Well, I learned a long time ago that I only compete against myself. Um, And I really don't care too much about anyone else's negative opinions. Um, well, other people think of you is their problem, not yours, mate. Yes, that's it. Um, live life by. Yeah, I'm going into this um, system, should we call it, where I'm going to have to be really smart where I'm dealing with powerful coaches with yep. their own opinions. Of course. Um, so it's going to be fun. Um, I see, my, like I said, I reevaluate my vision. I've got to get serious about family and kids and where I'm going to be based mm-hmm. in the future. Um, the feeling of this lifestyle here wasn't enough for me. Yep. Um, I've got a daughter now that I'm going to depart from. Mm. So she she's living with a mum full time. Um, she knows I'm going. What does she think about it? Doesn't care. Just wants Star Stable. <laughs> Dad, can I still Dad, buy the grooming yeah, tools for Star yeah, Stable? Like, overseas? Yeah, but you take the computer. <laughs> don't care. She. I said, look, um, I've got. I'm sure she does. Yes, she does. In her own way. Subconsciously. Oh, she's an 11 year old kid. She's not going to show you yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> really. So. Um, I've, I've just got to, I've got to do this. It's yes. an opportunity of a lifetime. The next 10 to 20, 30 years of my life can be everything and more than I, I could ever imagine yeah. off this one opportunity. Um, I see myself having a, a place in England and a place here. I'm never going to let go of these bloody amazing ties. Of course, yeah. God. Um, I'm a permanent resident, so I've got flexibility. Um yeah, and um, it's it's all coming true. I, I do want to settle down with a wife in yep. the future, but in right now, I'm again that 17-year-old that's going. I'm going again, and it's that like... Life goes in, in cycles, doesn't it? It's really mm. interesting. You've gone back to 17. You've gone back yep. to that manager and the coach yelling at each other, yep. saying, he's the best, get yep. him out there. Yep. The same thing's going to happen. Yep. You're going to get to a point where you've got these guys that are so influential in yep. international and world sport mm. saying this stuff about you again. Yeah. That's going to make you feel pretty chuffed. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Um, you said before, you know, how did that happen? Where does it come from? Um, that's why I started to go into my DNA. Yep. Because I'm not normal. I've not, I don't think normally. Yes. And like I said, where people don't believe me, if we just get into a conversation with randoms, they do not believe me. About, yeah. uh, and they can get quite arrogant as well. Awesome. If, if you think you are, oh, you're a big note, all right? Yeah. And I'm like, no, you just asked me. You asked me a question. I've given you an answer. Yeah. Oh, oh you play for England. Oh, you. Oh, you've worked in the UFC. Oh, you do this or you do that. And I'm like, yeah, I have. I don't know. <laughs> so, sorry. But yeah. <laughs> sorry I'm, for being truthful. Yeah, I've just got that unshakable belief. Yeah. And um, you know, well, the DNA thing—it's really interesting because I believe and um, that you are a Viking. Mm. Is that right? Fifty percent blood. Is that what we're right? at? Nearly fifty percent DNA. How'd you work that out? So, so it's a wonderful story. So I've had this little niggling little voice in my yeah. head for many years trying to work out me. Like, why why do I think like this? Why am I like that? Why have I done these things, you know? And um, I've, I've spoke to my mum for many years about history and we, we paid a historian and he was just looking at surnames and it was all over the place. I mean... I spoke to this guy and I said, is that it? And um, supposedly my mum said, we're Italian. We've got some Italian. Italian, right? okay. So there's me listening to classical bloody music. There's me <laughs> eating, eating pasta. fucking pasta. <laughs> and I'm like, this ain't right. This ain't right. And I'm like, mum, there's this wonderful um, business called Ancestry.com. There was yep. loads of them, but Ancestry is legit. And um, I studied it before I went into it. And they spent millions and millions of dollars sending scientists all over the world to find the oldest humans in each region. Oh, wow. Right? This is why it was brilliant. Yeah. So they find someone that has that have never migrated for a thousand years. Yep. Right? It's just stuck there in Sweden or, you know, Aboriginal or, or a Polynesian or something. So they come back and now they've got, every single country, they've got 
they've got a thousand years they've of got the start blood <laughs> really? yeah of the blood and that that became their database then they built the company around them templates so yeah. what you do is yeah you spit in a tube uh, it's very professional, very, you know, scientific. Not just a um, random specimen jar that comes. Nope. Yeah, yeah. It's all <laughs> it's all really well thought out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you send off your DNA and they test it. And you've got a little website, you get you get your free page uh, where you can track family members that are very similar. Mm-hmm. Um and your DNA reading comes up. So I've had my daughter's done and I've done mine. Yeah. And I was absolutely blown away. It said 40, 43% Scandinavian. Wow. Right? So it shows me a map of the whole of... Mum, North, throw North. the pasta in the bin. We're yeah. going Scandinavian yep. now. Yep. And then it was 36% British um, and 16% Irish. So yeah. I'm more Scandinavian than I am English. Yeah. Okay. So by a lot, because just a couple of percent means you're from, you know, yeah, certain yeah, tribes and people. But I was like nearly 10% more Scandinavian than a massive chunk of English. So I'm like, what's going on? So <laughs> then I start researching my name, Edmondson. Yeah. Gustafsson, Ericsson. Uh, the son it, of Edmund, isn't the it? the son of Edmund. Yeah. And then I started going into the history and uh, about the invasions. And I'm like, oh my God, makes sense. My my village, they, they have a Viking festival every year. Why? You know, I used to look at it like... from the Vikings. Crazy people, yeah. So... Um, yeah, you're on the float at the front. Yeah. <laughs> then I started studying the Vikings. Yep. Um, so a Viking is just a, a Scandinavian that's gone in a, a boat yep. to go and plunder, right? Like a pirate. So I'm Scandinavian, not necessarily a Viking, but it makes sense because there's no family tree of any uh, Scandinavians. So it was more, most likely from the invaders. It, that's where my DNA's come, but it's so... I can't and believe. what was your daughter's DNA result then? She was only 3% Scandinavian, but she comes from a crazy um, On the other side. lineage. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So her mother and her grandparents, they're all from Baghdad. Oh, okay. Um, um, so they're, they're from Iraq. Yep. So the migrants here, Saddam Hussein's reign, reign when he was killing yeah, everyone, yeah. They'd, they fled. So... um. Yeah, she came up massive um, on the borderlines of Iran, Turkey, Uzbekistan, Russia, Armenia. Um, Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and she only come up about 36% English, similar to me, and then it, but it did say this is an Id- identical match to your DNA. This is your daughter or your son or, okay. your, or your mother. So <laughs> at least she's mine. <laughs> but, yeah, but only 3% Viking. <laughs> I thought she was going to be big Viking, but they've won. You know, their genes have come through. It's really, really won. fascinating. They won the gene pool. But isn't it interesting? You get obsessed with this stuff. Like, yeah. We started looking back at our, our history, didn't and um, I know my grandma did one, and then they've gone back through the tree, and you sit there going, this is pretty cool, and they're doing it on Facebook, and there's yep. all these people just keep popping up, and yep. like I think they're related to me from some third cousin's auntie's yeah. uncle's son's yeah. next-door neighbour. But that ancestry thing, that sounds amazing. Fantastic. Well, um, this is how I know it's true. Yeah. Right? So it goes, these people you should consider contacting because they are really close. So it says either first cousin or second cousin, either second cousin or third cousin, fourth cousin or sixth cousin. Yeah. Right? And then it brings up the name. So they've obviously they're in the they're in the template for yeah it matches to me. Yeah. So I get on the phone and it says, "Mom, I don't recognise this person's name." It says, "My second cousin, so that must be your first cousin." That's pretty close. Yeah. I told her the name. She went, "Oh, cousin Charlie." I went, "Do you mean fucking cousin Charlie?" Because the surname was different. Okay. Um, oh, that was your granddad's sister. Um, and then when she got married, th- that's where the surname changes, and he was one of the sons. And I went, where does he live? Oh, he lives close to us. Why haven't I seen him? Oh, he's just, you know. Just one of the rallies. One of, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then the next person, I ring up, and um, I went back to England, and my second yeah, my second cousin, he got it done, and he, he popped up. So they don't know that they're my, they don't know that we know each other. And that's how amazing it is. Wow. So if I, I've got, do you recommend doing it? Hundred percent. I've got third cousins all over the world, and I'm just in the process of texting them. And I want to find out how did you get to America? Like who's who in it? Uh, yeah, it's fascinating. I can but, see how that could become an obsession. You know, like this. Um, mm. I'm gonna because it says Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's da- that's Danish, Swedish, or Norwegian. Oh, okay. I have got a vision. Another one to take a, like a travel show, like a documentary yep. crew. 
and I go and find a, a DNA specialist in either England that comes from, where you actually come from. I want to. I want them to be tested in them countries, and then see if it, I want to find my DNA match where it's like you match up with the Swedish, blah blah blah, and then I want to find out how did they migrate with the with with from the past of Vikings, the sagas. Wow, mm. and you may meet the future Mrs. Edmondson in. Uh... In One of those beautiful countries. Yeah, yeah. Big, you six, go foot, big six foot blonde. Gorgeous. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, so... Um, That's about, amazing. So the Vikings uh, were entrepreneurs. They were savage, but they were lovers as well. Yeah. I've studied... I've gone crazy on the history. I'm yeah. absolutely in love with them. When I watch the Viking series, I feel that You're person. Yeah. I feel that person. When I watch Italians, I don't feel that person. Um, yeah, so I'm massively Scandinavian, but I'm in England. So that's a question mark, um, but it answers a lot. That's amazing. And all these little things in your head have now yep. just ticked and gone, wow, yep. that's why that happened. I know that's why, why I'm different. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. So a couple of questions then. Who's the person or the people who are most influential in your football career? Um, good one. Uh, Ellery Hanley was just beautiful. Um, he, he was an encouragement coach. Um, very loyal. Um, Are you still it, in touch with him today? No, no, but he knows. But he knows me. He, yeah. no, we, 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 as a rugby uh, community, we're all attached. Yeah. Um, if I go and meet a rugby player that's played in the NRL, but he doesn't know me, and we just like I met Gordon Tellers yeah. um, at, at an event a couple of years ago, and at first, you know, he's sticking his chest out like he he's living his Gordy. identity. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I just. I, I, I ignored him because um, I know exactly who he is. I've watched yeah. him up for years. Uh, but he doesn't know me from a bar of soap. But I could see him. He's looking at me. He's in, 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 in Curious, Yeah, yep. He was probably wondering what the, who's this guy. And then once he found out, bang, that's it. We're like best mates. Yeah. Sitting on a couch, drinking beer, talking about <laughs> how tough he is. And he would smash, he was telling me, I'd smash you. No one's as good as me. And I'm like, God, I, 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 I agree with you. You, yeah. you were the best. You're mm. an animal. Anyway. Um, where was where was I going? Oh, influential. So that was Ellery. Um, um, Ian Millwood, and uh, I can say it now because I'm not scared of him anymore. He's scared. <laughs> Ian Millwood was yeah. like an Alex Ferguson of St Helens. He, oh, wow. in, he inherited an amazing team in 1999. We won the Super League, right? Um, that that was with Ellery. Ellery got fired, and they brought in an Australian, Ian Millwood. Um, from a, he brought a lower team from the bottom up to the top. They yep. won the premiership in the lower league, so they gave him a chance. We won three trophies in the next two years. Um, we won. He's the one that we, everything. So he played three World Club Challenge, um, four Challenge Cups, um, three Super League premiership winning. Where's he now? Well, he he, he fucked it all up. Oh. Yeah. So he was getting all famous. He was meeting with all the soccer coaches and and like. You could just see this little man growing in yeah. ego, like you couldn't even say anything to him. He started forgetting his morals, uh, really disrespecting media, people, press, um, behind the scenes. Um, I've heard some things. Um, he was losing focus on actually coaching. Yeah, he was investing. He was he was having secret meetings where to put his money, um, and his ego went away with him. So he was sacked. Right, Daniel Anderson comes in. So then he goes to the to the rivals, which is Wigan. Yeah. Right? And remember I said I scored three tries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that man bullied me into success in all them younger years. But but that's a that's a different way of being a coach. Yep. But it bloody worked because mm-hmm. he scared the shit out of me and bullied me. Yeah. Um maybe I deserved it. Maybe it's just part of rugby and nothing to do with, you know, his personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I scored three tries against his team and they fell from grace. They didn't respond to him. He went to another club, another club, another club. He's never made it back. Wow, I don't know where he is now. Yeah, but he he was in a in a scary way a, a massive influence. Yep. Um, what about not in rugby league? What about not? What about actually just in life? Obviously, Co- you mentioned your school teacher earlier, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Yeah, he's the man. Yep. So Gary V's my man. Who's that? Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh yeah, I've heard of him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he he does a lot of stuff with Tony Robbins, right. and he's yep. uh, yeah. It's uh, you got that person that sort of gets you there, and, and yeah, that's, yeah, he's that type of bloke. That's where I got my wisdom from. Mm-hmm. I'm going, oh, yeah, I can I can do this stuff. Yep, I get it, get it, get it. Oh, cool. That's how you live life. Right, I get it. You know, about, cool, about, it, about being happy and understanding your emotions and the human needs. And I, I studied instincts and psychology, and it was all after listening to him, you know. So, yeah. It's amazing how one man can influence so many. Mm. Well, that's 
I, lo- I loved your analogy earlier when you said, I want to be the Tony Robbins of sport. Yeah, I will be. That's yeah, amazing. 100%. Well, I know you will be. You can see that just by sitting here. And, yeah. And, and I look forward to, uh, yeah. to to that a very great deal. Some quick fire questions. What's your favourite food? Um, Ribs. Barbecue ribs? Like a Viking. Yeah. <laughs> just just meat. Just meat. Meat. Mixed barbecue. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love the biggest rack of ribs. Nice. And just rip into it. Um, I, I eat a lot of... Um, Again, going back to my roots, um, bones. Do you know like bone broth? Bone broth and stuff, yeah. I cook all the marrow out of the bones. Um, very paleo type diet? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just very natural. Um, I, I like fat. So it, everyone said saturated fat is bad for you. I frigging eat shitloads. Yeah. It's, it's amazing for you. It's what it's what the primitive people ate as soon as they killed the animal. Of course. That's the first thing they went for because it's calories. Yeah, they kept them alive. Kept them alive. So, um, yeah, I'm very... Um, yeah, meat, just everything meat. Yeah. Love it. Stews, bones, liver, kidneys. Hungry now. Everything. Brain, <laughs> brain, everything. What's your favorite song? Um, Lucky Man uh, by The Verve. Um, I play it on the guitar. Yeah. And that's when I was in Australia and I, I learned the song, learned to play the guitar in Australia. And I just realized that Lucky Man, I just love the words. And he's a northerner. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Great song. Yeah, it's great. I like Oasis as well. What's the favourite place in the world? Mm. I've travelled a lot, um, but never really with eyes open to explore. It was yeah. it was all for rugby. Um, I don't know. Um, England was beautiful when I went back. There's parts of England I've never seen. Um, but Europe's gorgeous. Uh, I love Australia. Um, I'd say... British Isles. British Isles? Yeah, why not? It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's not as gorgeous as the Gold Coast, but let's yeah. not go there. So what's next, buddy? Um, Obviously, you've got this contract. I've got six weeks. To what get, are you doing for the next six weeks? Um, passports are done. They're coming back to me. Taxis all cleared up, sent through. Got to pay them. Got to get out of my lease in my apartment. Got to sell my car. Got to throw out a shitload of stuff. Yep. And I'm only going again with two suitcases. Back to the two suitcases. Um, I've got six-week boot camp, so yep. I've got a vision of how I want to look when yep. I turn up. Um, so I'm going to trim up, um, muscle up. Um, I want to. I want. When I'm in a role, I want to. I want to be back to the athlete again. So if yep. I turn up, my mind and body is trained like a racehorse, like them. I'll turn up with that energy. Um, I'm. I'm going to do research and. I've got some work in Sydney with Usain Bolt. What are they, there's a big name. What are you doing with Usain? Um, uh, at this point, I'm being brought in to observe the organisation. Okay. So, um, so yeah, he signed a six-week deal with the Central Coast Mariners in the A-League here in that's Australia. Right. So. I, I would imagine that guy knows exactly what he needs to do. He does. It would just be nice to have a chat with him, though. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm more going in to have a look at how are the rest of the players going to deal with this. I suppose that's got to be a bit. You don't look at it from that angle. No. Like for him, yeah, it's a big adjustment. He, but he's been playing football all his life. He knows yep. what he's doing. But actually, the uh, like people have played with with some big English players. So in the A League here, we get some of the older English guys come mm. across, and they're like legends and yep. stuff like that. But this is Usain Bolt. I know, worldly. Like from Icon. from from anyone in the world, you mentioned that they know exactly they know who he is. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to be paid uh, to just go in uh, to observe. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to listen. I want to. I want to know what their vision is. Um, I want to see how. Uh, I want to see how the coaches are going to adapt to this. What What's their thoughts on him and the situation? Um, if I get chance to talk into the, to the players, to the team about team winning teams, mm-hmm. um, about individual brilliance, um, I look at their routines and just just to observe. And it'll be great. It'll be great. A uh, little practice for me before my big job. Yeah, of course. Uh, when I go to England, nice little warm up. Nice little warm-up. So I'm going to be busy. So all I'm going to be doing is training three or four times a day. Yep. Eating healthily, um, getting organised, ticking boxes, and six weeks will fly by. And then that crazy feeling of them nerves again when I'm off. I'm off again. I'm going. I've got my two bags. Like, I'm off again. Well, here we go again. But well, it, I'm not just going home. It's I never, You're starting again, mate. It's, it's, yeah, it's these opportunities that just pop up. and Yeah, so... That's great news. Well, I really, really enjoyed this conversation. So thanks so much for coming in and having a chat to me. And, mate, as far as I'm concerned, you're an awesome human. No matter what the other wankers say, you're a great bloke. (laughs) And good luck with the new job. 
Mate, thank you. Good thank luck you. with uh, seeing you saying. I think it's yeah. just one of those little fanboy things as well. Yeah. For anyone that goes down there. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, should I have a picture with him? Of course no, you but, should. But no, but that's that's professional. Ah, oh, okay. Go get a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come um, on. And yeah. then get him to put it on his social, so then you'll build, oh, build your Jesus platform, mate. Oh, Christ, that'd be massive. <laughs> um, who knows? Maybe in the future, um, I'm never going to lose ties here. Yeah. On this beautiful coast. Um, and who knows when I come back, what an interesting story that would be. Man, let's let's hook that up. Next then, time you're back, we can even do it over Skype. We're hooked it, up for Skype. Then I'll be able to talk about it. Exactly. In detail and imagine what I'm going to experience in that journey. Imagine the disappointment when they don't win. <laughs> don't win what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome, mate. Thanks so much for coming in and uh, thanks for being an awesome human. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. And what an amazing human. Don't forget to hit us up on all the social channels at BJ Macker and look out for more Meteorate podcasts.